Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into another edition of the Garden Report here in Boston, Massachusetts. Jacob Toby alongside Nick Gelso and Jimmy Toscano. It's going to get what real, up? guys. We're going to talk about... Uh, it's get real, it always real. gets real when Toscano... It's going to get mad well, it, does. It, it does get real when Toscano's here. And yeah. let's start to talk about some, some jo- yeah, social... Because you're real? Yeah. <laughs> real what? The real homie? The real homie. Toscano's the real homie. Keep it moving. The real yeah. deal. Let's talk about this Laura Ingram story. She tells LeBron James and, and Kevin Durant to shut up and dribble after they were uh, in a car with Carrie Champion and, and Uber doing a produced interview talking about social justice and, and social uh, justice rights. I mean, what were you guys' opinions on that? It was, it was a crazy story. Um, opinion on which part? Ingram? Yeah, yeah, Or yeah, LeBron's yeah. response? No, in- Ingram first and then we'll, we'll let's move start on here. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Start at the beginning. Let's yes. start with Ingram. Uh, number one, her being on that <laughs> network kind of explains the whole thing. Oh, uh, shout out Fox News. <laughs> oh, I will shout out Fox the back. News. I have no problem with it. I didn't say that word. You just did. No, I mean, it's, it's, I said it's, shot. it's kind of a propaganda network. Um, totally right wing, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm probably a very moderate Democrat. But, but, but to attack an African-American athlete who has done so much for his community, for, the, for charities around the world, who has... Uh, how do I word this? He has given the people before him the credit for allowing him to have a Guys voice. like Dr. Martin Luther King, the Malcolm X, those types of guys. They're there, but yeah. let's talk Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Yeah. Basketball yeah. people. Yeah, Basketball people. Bill Russell, Oscar Magic Robertson, okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yep. Magic Johnson to a certain extent, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. What she did that day disrespected people who marched with... King, people like Russell who got death threats before he went on the... And you know what they said then? Just shut up and play basketball. I'm not a LeBron James fan by any means. I think everybody on our network knows that. But in this case, I am. I think the way he handled it at the All-Star game, his presser, the things he said after with with Chuck and Ernie, totally spot on point. It brings... Let me toss it to Jimmy Toscano at this point, because <laughs> no. I can keep going. Well, go ahead. Finish. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it brings me, as, a, as I'm a little bit older than you guys, so seeing a lot of, not that I was around during civil rights, I certainly wasn't, but well, seeing, <laughs> yeah, come on, seeing a lot, of, a lot of social injustices over time, seeing my friends, African-Americans struggle, seeing athletes back, you know, you, LeBron said it at All-Star Weekend. He looked over at Dr. J, Kareem, and Bill Russell sitting together. Courtside. Courtside. 
And LeBron said, I couldn't stand there and not say anything because of everything they said to pave the path for, for me, for today's athletes. Yeah, um, I think you absolutely nailed it um, from that standpoint. Sure. I think even from even you can even go one step further. And I think not only was she, you know, the whole belittling of like the African-American and all that and that movement, but just athletes in general, just like treating not just LeBron James, but every athlete as just this person who is dumb as rocks, has no, you know, heart, soul, brain, nothing. Just stand there, dribble a basketball or stand there and swing a baseball bat, you know, whatever it may be. Whereas actually, no, like these people are actu- said that to Jackie Robinson. Right, exactly. Like these are actual human beings, and we see it because we're in the locker room, we're at the games, whatever. We see them more as people. Whereas I think, and I think she should too, because I'm sure at some point in her career, her illustrious career, I, I don't know <laughs> it off the top of my off the top of my head. Forgive she's me. She's doing these hot takes. Right. That are just- I'm sure at some point she's been around plenty of celebrities and athletes right. where she should at least start to treat them as normal human beings, because that's really what they are. I mean, yeah, they're obviously in the spotlight, and that's why it's so refreshing to see when athletes or celebrities in that spotlight use that platform for positive things and positive messages. We get mad at athletes, or we get mad at whoever it may be uh, in the spotlight for being, like, an elitist, or for being too good to talk to you, or too good, or we get mad at them for being robots. Like, go inside, not to throw the Patriots under the bus, but there's a lot of athletes in there who are, I don't want to say they're trained, but they just they don't say much either way. And you and you and you say, well, I don't know anything about this guy. That's a different culture, though. I think New England, New England's a different sta- held to a different standard, Jimmy, than most other other NFL no, teams. No, but, but the point's the same. No, but the okay. point the point is there are a lot of athletes who don't want to talk to you. Who don't, yep. don't talk to you. Like they just stay themselves, and maybe they do only just dribble the basketball, and they'll get criticized for that for not being personal or not doing whatever it may be that you want them to do. But the, all these athletes and LeBron James, especially like. They all have these charities that they're donating so much money towards. And LeBron and has built multiple schools. Yeah, he schools. has multiple scholarship funds. Absolutely. I mean, Everybody if, makes if fun. If all of he did was shut up and dribble, I guarantee you the world would be a, would be a worse place than a better yeah. place. I'm and not I saying he's Gandhi, but he's contributing Gandhi. in a positive way. Like, <laughs> I, the I, things I, that he's doing <laughs> while being in one of the best basketball players to ever step foot on the court are all positive things. And this is why I don't hate LeBron James like maybe like as much I as do. you do or other people do. I don't hate him. Like all my friends do is because – People in Boston. He's actually, like, all things considered, yeah, he's in full of himself, sure. But he's a good – well, I think, I think he's a good enough person. Like, you got to like him. T- here's I, think, I think on the court and off the court's different, hating or liking I mean, LeBron James. I think uh, there's no question about it that people respect what he does off the court. If, if – Not her, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to get killed not her, but this. I think the majority of the – I'm going to get killed for this. But if Ingram really wanted to get at LeBron, she should have she honed in on his similarities – to our president, because he does have quite a few. He's really, oh, really, really good at manipulating the media to control the narrative. He controls his I don't own think propaganda. Trump really does that right now. Trump does it every day. That's a whole other topic. Oh yeah, it's working. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I, I don't know. It's In the right sense, move to make, but you know, every time a story comes out that's unfavorable or about Russia, he sends out twenty-five tweets that are diverting you. Similarly, <laughs> LeBron James. Plants his own stories. He uses the media to propagate his own messages and to control the narrative. Hey, I don't begrudge LeBron for that because he's not controlling the, the United States of America. I mean, he's controlling right. his own story and where he ends up um, at the end of this contract year. The point of the matter is um, people struggled. LeBron, that culture, the, you know, the African-American culture, hell, you know, Jewish people, you name it. Every minority has struggled. And for... Um, whatever, I'm not going to even say her name, 
you know, blonde-headed woman to sit on, on Fox News and tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble. I'm not I, – I mean, you guys make fun of me, and I'm, I am a little bit older than you, but I'm not too young to remember the days when basketball, the NBA, was considered a cocaine and a black man sport, and it was a cocaine sport because there were black men running the sport. That's unfair. That's wrong. And she brings you back to that mindset – in a, in, a, in a very divisive climate in this country. It's unneeded. LeBron James has done more good than bad off the court, mm -hmm. and he needs to be credited for that. And shut up and dribble as a white man. I'm offended by that being said to an African-American man. To wrap up, Jimmy, I mean, were you surprised by this in, in today's age, in today's social media world and, and, you know, in this generation? No, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Especially, <laughs> it's especially, sad. Especially it in the sad. social yep. media world. I mean, so much, you know, social media is a good thing and a bad thing because now we see it all. Like, that could have been said, you know, 15 years ago and... Imagine if Dennis it. Rodman had social media. Well, maybe... First he, of all, he wouldn't be able to spell it out. But imagine it. if he did back in oh, the back day. Then, yeah, no. <laughs> Are you would, kidding me? Probably shorten his career by, by a lot. <laughs> or extend it. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But... Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Is it unfortunate? Absolutely. But, I mean, these things happen, and it's good that when something like that does happen, there's enough backlash about it where I think every time something like this does happen, we take, like, very small steps forward. Sometimes we, it might seem like it's a step backwards when you hear one person's opinion who has that platform, but then when you hear somebody else counter that on a different platform, like LeBron James, and so many people back him up and not backing up the news anchor who said that, I think that that, to me, is kind of like spinning it like that's progress. After all of that, Jimmy, I was shocked, shocked that more that no players took a knee during the national anthem. Let's not get into Fergie and the national anthem. But it but the wasn't fact that, really about that. Well, it was a racial much, thing, and it was totally anything that, that comes out of that network usually is, is propagating Donald Trump's message, yeah. which I, you know, this isn't a political show. I don't want to get into that. Well, we you are. are. We kind of are now. You and, are. And, and I think we'll <laughs> well, leave we it at that. To. I think we'll, we'll leave it at case. that. We'll leave it at that, right? We, we talk sports here on CLNS Media, but we also talk some, some social change I think it's important well. coming from somebody who's so difficult on LeBron to say, damn, LeBron, kudos to you because you did it. You did it well. You made me proud to be an American and a basketball fan because you stuck up for your community, for our community, the NBA community. Thank you. Nicely done. <laughs> so, for say Jimmy, no more. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Toscano, Nick Gelso, I'm Jacob Toby. What's up, all my Celtics fans? This is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report, and I have a special shout-out today for all my hopeless romantics. If you're trying online dating, chances are you've run into lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and random matches that just don't turn into anything. Trust me, I have. Looking at a picture won't get you very far, but eHarmony is different. They take steps that other dating sites don't in order to find you a more compatible match. Just ask over a million people they've already found perfect matches for. That's because eHarmony uses years and years of science, data, and psychological research, that's right, to send you the right matches. And right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code GARDENREPORT at checkout. Trust me, three months plus a free one, that's all you're going to need. Don't spend another Valentine's Day on the couch alone. Start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's only one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life. Go to eHarmony.com and get started. Enter my code GARDENREPORT at checkout.
Jalen, what are you ready well, to accomplish today? And, uh, how do you feel going up these two games? Uh, just try to get physically and mentally back ready to play. Get back locked in. Uh, no excuses. Just come be ready to play. Where would you say this team is at mentally coming back from the break? I think we have a sense of urgency about ourselves. I think we understand the second half of the season and the importance of it, getting ready for playoffs. And uh, you can see some of the older guys, Kyrie Al, attention to detail, stress about the, uh, the little things that become more evident. Is this second half different than last year? I mean, you got left fewer games, 23 games. Uh, is this the time to gear it up for the stretch run? I believe so. Yeah, this is the time where you start start doing things now in preparation for the playoffs. Remember with the group we had last year, everybody started making, you know, sacrifices mentally, physically to prepare themselves for the long haul. And uh, now you can see the same thing happening with this team, especially physically, just knowing that what we have to do in order to be a team that plays in the long, in the long, in part of the season. In the first half, what were you guys down? In some ways, you need the rest to kind of regroup and, and get the focus? I mean, Everybody has ups and downs, you know. Uh, even the best teams have ups and downs. So for us, you know, experiencing some of that, I think is necessary, you know, just so we can go forward and continue to benefit from it. But uh, I don't, I'm not one to make excuses. I think we had a great first half of the year, and we exceeded a lot of people's expectations. But at the same time, we feel short because the bar we set that was so high. But at the same time, it's not about what people think. It's not about the media things. It's about how we feel going into. Um, second part of the season and heading to the Jalen, has Kyrie brought the group together for a talk at all? He said going into the break that that was something he was planning to do and something that was on him being one of the He hasn't, but uh, I'm sure he will. You know, there's definitely things that need to be discussed and a sense of urgency that people have to understand. Like We have a young group and uh, a lot of guys who've never played in the playoffs or been deep in the playoffs, so we got to be on one accord if we expect it. To, to stand a chance. You, you've been through this. This is the second time. Before the break, Kyrie said the last 23 games in the postseason was like climbing Mount Everest. That's how difficult it would be. You've gone through this. Is it that difficult? The stretch right here in the Well, I've never climbed <laughs> Mount Everest, so I wouldn't be the most um, knowledgeable now. Subject. But um, I have been deep into the uh, you know, experiencing that, and I've played significant minutes on playoff team so like I know what it takes to prepare for winning and Kyrie's right every detail matters so now is the time to start really the start of the season is the time to start but now is the time to really engage and lock in and really be on one one team because uh, if you wait too late then it'll be too late. Jalen, you, um, you guys had pulled a defensive slippage before the break, but now having Marcus Smart back, how big is that to kind of help you guys spray the shit? It helps a lot. You know, Marcus is one of our defensive specialists. Um, so when it comes to guarding, you know, some of these signature players that can really get it going, we have another guy to slow him down. You know, so uh, Marcus, everybody knows what Marcus brings to the table. He brings to the floor, speaks for himself, and his energy, his effort, you know, hustle plays. YGC, young game, young game changer. You mentioned the same urgency you want to see the team play with. What specific aspects of the game are you looking for for that to be the most evident here? I think just with that same pop, you know, we have towards the beginning of the season, like everybody had that pop about them. Like we were putting to the ball, you know, we were more energetic, more enthused. 
foot raise, things like that. Just having that pop back. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.